So, hi Jack, we are back for podcast number four. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. We've we've got to the end. Yeah, well, at the end for now. Don't cry, I can't relief cooking. <laughs> um, but the end for now. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been great. We've had some great responses. And I think it's been great to, um, yeah. Get the get the work out there about what we've been doing and yeah, get people talking about uh, production again. I guess that was the thing for us about, you know, we 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 saw that we weren't gonna be making a new show for quite a while. Something lovely to just be talking about the work we've done before and kind of focusing to that and remembering all the good stuff there. That's all we can happen. Yeah, yeah, and and just touching base with people as well, you know, just uh, checking in how everybody's doing, and you know, at least at least that the, if there's one saving grace, doing this podcast has um, given us a reason to get up in the morning. I mean, you obviously being the the AD of Bop, you have many reasons to get up in the morning, but you know, I mean, people no, can suspend I, I, their disbelief, really, you know. I, I just never go to bed, you know, it's a quick for Kevin Job that we do here. I know. Or that. And yeah, for anyone who doesn't listen to Gail Watson's episode number three, go back and listen to that, because it was an absolute hook. Get on it. I'm a bit of pain from laughing at her so much. Yeah, go back and watch that. If you haven't listened to it already, if you're like one of those crazy people that just jump in regardless of the episode number. Yeah, I never get people like that. I think yeah. it's a bit weird. Like, They're odd, aren't we, they? We, we number them for a reason. Like, go back and number one. Like, I know. I know. Anyway, so are you okay? No, no, I was just, I was just rambling. Um, okay. No, I was just going to have okay. another pop at people that just do that. I'd, I'd say you probably need to just look at yourself in the mirror. But what did you originally ask me? How am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I've just moved. So Ooh. during the lockdown. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, uh, it, was a, it was a pretty interesting time, you know. It was like a bar and wasteland outside. Nah, it's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> How's the new place? It's pretty good. It's pretty brand spanking new. Um, I mean, it's not. It's like one of those tenement buildings, but it's good. It's good. I'm settled Two. in. We're on the top floor, you know. So if the world turns <laughs> into contagion, we've got a good kind yeah. of vantage point, <laughs> you know. I mean, uncle, you come for. I won't be coming to see you. Nah, man. <laughs> no, you yeah. can't come. Right. <laughs> I, I can get the hint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for that. Oh, well, you. I, you know, I am um, Yeah, I'm, I'm hurting the thingy. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, just man. about to get the key to my, to my new place on Friday. Ooh. I'm about to be moving as well. That's moving very exciting. Back, moving back through West. Westward. Yeah, I've been in Edinburgh for 15 years. <sighs> and now we go back to the West. Oh, yeah. How how do you feel about that? That's quite momentous. Well, I've got my boat vest, so we're, we're okay. Come on, yeah, yeah. You you just okay. you just alienated about you know thirty percent of the, <laughs> the the listeners there. So <laughs> thank you for that. 
That's fine. I'm coming back to the, the warm bosom of, <laughs> of a way. I can't wait to nuzzle my face right in there. Anyway, <laughs> moving right on. Swiftly and onwards. If, if you don't know who Bob Arbinger is, then you have been listening, so go back and listen. Yeah. We are... Scotland's Curing Seeker Company for Disabled Actors putting the stories of disabled people on stage and this series of four podcasts has been about us talking to people we've worked with over the last three or four years and thinking out what they thought of our team. Basically it's a big vanity exercise yeah. but we're working for you because there's nothing up with that. <laughs> so today you've got the wonderful Amy Collison and for anyone who doesn't know Amy plays Rory Courtney in Hollyoaks in Channel 4. Yeah. Not that I ever watch it but, but people <laughs> can't wait that. Yeah, Clint. People can't wait that question when we had a great chat with Amy. Now this was recorded, but this was back in May, I think. Oh, it was June, uh, I think. June, okay. But still, so, it was a little while ago, so... Things have changed. Yep, yeah, the world moved on a little bit, but bear that in mind. Um, but yeah, I was going to sit back, relax, enjoy listening to this chat with Amy, and we'll see you after the, the show. Have fun. Right, we're all in recording. We're rolling. So yes, Amy Conkin, thank you for joining us on the Ask Yet Unkeyko podcast. Oh, thanks <laughs> for having me. How's it all going? Um, all as in not a lot. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> where, where are you at the moment? I'm in Liverpool. All right. In my little flat on my own. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, no. But I'm riot. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, Cool. So, Jack and I are actually doing some questions that we'll kind of work through. Or we'll get very informal. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. going to get some laughing here. So, going home back. But also, if you see anything that you really want to retract. <laughs> Then you do that as well, thank you. Okay. We get a little bit carried away. And, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's not like news night, so don't worry. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we hope. Go. Um, yeah. What about yeah. sweetie words? Are we allowed to do that? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, how can we talk about a working up queer? That's true, that's true. Particularly Wendy Hurst as well, like... Yeah, there's no way. We wouldn't say anything. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, if you go like queering, then go king of podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what we do. Yeah. Um, cool, Jack, you want to fire off? Okay, yeah, so I guess this is the first, like, official question. So, Amy, hi, great to, great to chat to you. Um, and I guess what I wanted to say, right, I'm going to stop doing that because I'm annoying myself. Uh, Thank God for that. Um, yeah, so I guess where to start is, what, what was your first impression 
of Birds of Paradise theatre? Like, what, when were you first aware of them? Uh, so when I was at college, we went to, we had like a class trip to see one of the shows. Oh, um, God. oh God, now I'm not going to remember what it was called. Um, it's like a classic play. Uh, Mother, Mother Courage. Mother Courage, yeah. That was it, yeah. And it was kind of the first time I'd ever seen a theatre company like that. <laughs> um, and obviously at the time, because I was quite, um, I was younger and I hadn't, like not much experience in kind of theater or acting or anything like that. So I hadn't even seen a lot of theater at that stage. Um, mm. And I loved it. And at that point I was like, I'm going to work for that company. <laughs> I kind of decided at that moment that um, that was a good thing to have seen. Um, yeah. yeah, and I just thought it was so refreshing to see um to see disabled people on stage and um, to see them just creating theatre rather than making it about being disabled, which like really annoys me. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that was I think that was the first time. Obviously, the folk listening to this might not know you. How do you describe I don't mean shocking. What do you mean? Well, I know. Yeah, I'm a star, darling. I'm a star. Who I am. How do you describe yourself? Um, I would say that I am a wheelchair user. Cool, cool. And an actor. And, a, and an actor. And a woman. <laughs> and a human being. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All good, all good descriptions. Um, can we talk a wee bit about your experience of working on Wendy that first yeah. show? And um, what was your reaction to the fucking you read the script? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the first time I read the script, so um, our audience should know that this uh, was my first ever acting job. Um, I was still at drama school. Um. I was very kind of just very new to the whole thing. So when I read the script, um, I mean, sweating doesn't cover it. <laughs> um, why? It was, what, why? What would it be you? Um, so it's very sexy. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, very... Um, <laughs> Very raw, very very honest, very open would be my kind of diplomatic way of putting it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was very it was very sexy, very um, dirty, really. <laughs> especially dirty, that it was very dirty. Um, especially that very first uh, draft that I got sent um, was very dirty. <laughs> and there was there was stuff in there that we didn't end up putting in in the end and not because it was dirty because I mean I certainly don't think Robert would ever have taken something out just because it was dirty or no. Johnny for that fact no. certainly wouldn't have taken something out because it was dirty just put something in because it's dirty um, <laughs> yeah so I think the shock the initial shock was yeah. um, was definitely the overriding emotion um, but also the fact that it was so incredibly funny I mean, Johnny is, uh, he's an amazing writer anyway, um, yeah. and he is just so funny as a human being, so his writing is naturally funny. Um, so it, I didn't, it didn't put me off or anything. I definitely was 
was very up for anything um, up for it? but I was scared I was so up for it <laughs> but I was um I was naturally kind of a bit nervous at the fact that it was me having to do those things and me having to say those things uh, but yeah hmm. so so I guess like just from what you were saying like that was your first like show and your first kind of experience of, of doing you know of professional kind of theory. So how how did that even like materialize? Was there like a casting call or, you know, did did you just see Robert in a show after one evening and he like chucked a towel at you and he's like, you're gonna be a star, kid. Or right. what, what? No, I couldn't get any of the cricket for this. This is so funny. Like, <laughs> he gets cricket. He gets blame for it. You know. <laughs> the blame. Yeah. Well, what actually, I mean, Birds of Paradise do have some of the blame for it because <laughs> right. I, I um, was doing um, that placement program. So I sat in on rehearsals for um, one of Birds of Paradise's shows and then I sat in on rehearsals for an NTS show, which Johnny... McKnight was working on um, the interview with the Wicker Man. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's where I met him. But it wasn't, it was about a year later because I hadn't, I remember telling them that I got into drama school um, while during that week that I was work, well, sat in on rehearsals. Um, so, and then I didn't hear about Wendy Hoos until I was well into my first year. Um, so yeah, so apparently, uh, Johnny had, had conversation with, um, Robert before and knew he wanted to do a show about that with them, with the company. And then when he met me, he thought I had, in his words, a great pair of tits. <laughs> so wanted to put me into a no way. No way. <laughs> wow. How old were you at the time? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was I was well I was twenty odd. Twenty twenty odd well well. Twenty I must have been twenty. <laughs> okay. Definitely as twenty. Long as, you, as long as you were cool with it. Oh yeah. I mean he said it in every other every Q and A that we did. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I got used to it. Yeah. I did a really nice compliment. I was up for it. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> It's definitely good for the confidence. Good thing, good thing. We, we got to keep going. It's like our first production. Me and Gary took over at Bob and said, can we do a comedy? And can we, you know, we need to come in that will not help people, but will make them pay attention to what we're doing. I can use we just hit blah, blah, blah. And Johnny basically said, I'll get the perfect idea. I know this girl can get a mask up here and I couldn't. It'll work perfectly. <laughs> there we go. And, and the rest is just. Amy, how did the show challenge you? Um, it challenged me in, in many ways. I think um, one of the main challenges was the fact that it was a two hander. So. Um, and a two hundred oh stop <laughs> I love how you say what as if you don't know what you're doing. Um yeah, so it was a two hander, um and with that comes a lot of responsibility because you it's 
just you two and <laughs> if it goes wrong you have to save each other um also the fact that i didn't ever leave the stage um so you have to be mm, on yeah. for the entire time um and also the fact that it was a comedy i, I hadn't done a lot of comedy before and that's a kind of um a challenge in itself you know i remember you you <laughs> after it must have been after a, a a rehearsal or a dress rehearsal with a bit of an audience you said to me and you drew me drew, you drew me a very kind of useful little graph of when you should start speaking again once the audience stopped laughing yeah, um, yeah. and it wow. was so useful like i still think about that wow. <laughs> and Christ. and other things so, like you part, imparted wisdom yeah I do know something about the Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I forget about that, but yeah. Good. I remember you. Yeah, a graph can heal. It's like a little graph. If you can't put it in a mathematical equation, then what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> but remember you telling the Korean me about grabbing the, the fucking rehearsal mm-hmm. and being a little bit anxious? <laughs> yeah, well, I th- the one that really sticks in my mind wasn't the first day of rehearsal it was um the day i knew we were going to be um rehearsing <laughs> both <laughs> both the wanking scene and yeah. the fingering scene <laughs> yeah. 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 so there we are um and i just remember my, on my steering wheel my hands sweating <laughs> knowing that that was coming up <laughs> But you know, like once we started, it was absolutely fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the great memory that I have of me, you, and Guy McKnight on our bed. <laughs> oh, I think, I think the phrase we used for games ever that was, no games, that's not how you finger bang, this is how you finger bang. <laughs> yeah, coming from two gay men, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, it, I mean, the nature of the show, like, it's just so unapologetically, like, I don't know, saucy, if that doesn't sound like a carry-on film. It's even, it's beyond <laughs> that. It was just complete, like, sexy, sexy, sexy. And, like, that, it's really how you get to kind of, you know, you can't be sort of, uh, kind of, you know, restrained or whatever. You just probably just got to jump straight in with rehearsals. And it probably makes it kind of easier just to kind of, get to know people and you know <laughs> because it i mean it is so, so hilarious like i, I watched because i unfortunately i didn't get to see it when you guys did it you live, were too young i was too young you might poison my you might poison my mind my little fragile mind you would have been scarred um, i well well that's it isn't it but, but um but no like i, I watched it um from uh uh just on on video on film and like it is a laugharama like it, it doesn't stop it doesn't yeah. stop I, I almost kind of I re- watch it just be like how can you guys hold a straight face like it's just yeah so the control yeah yeah it, it was jam-packed with um I mean everything uh I, I think that's partly why people liked it so much because it was it was hilarious it was sexy but it was also really uh, like moving and poignant at times as well. Yeah. Um, and I think mm. 
regardless of who you were watching it, you could relate to something that happened in it. Um, and I, I think for me, that's why it never really got old for me because it was just kind of universally um, relevant. How did hmm. you think of the character of Laura that you played? Like, was she empowering or what, yeah, what was she like? I found playing her very empowering. I, I felt, because she was a very strong woman and um, even though we were telling a story about a woman with a disability, we she was also extremely strong and feisty and knew what she wanted and funny and I don't think we see a lot even still I don't think we see a lot of strong funny confident women um, especially when you put it into sex as well um, mm. and I think for me as an actor that was that was just a joy to play that and um, now when I go on to any other role I, I think back to well if I could do that with that confidence then I could do this because anything else is kind of not easy, but <laughs> when you do that as your first job, but you know that yeah. you can kind of do it's, do anything after it's that. It's a lot pill after that, isn't it? <laughs> 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 what what were we having like? I mean, uh, an absolute riot. <laughs> I mean, when you have um, Johnny McKnight, Robert, and James all in the same room, it's going to be quite good fun. Uh, so, I mean, I loved every minute of it. We got a lot of work done as well, <laughs> as well no, as a good time. I remember more than once James and Amy, the two actors, saying Johnny and I, uh, guys, looking great, but you think we could get a bit rehearsal? Johnny was not going to screw it all but him, and then I stopped going to screw it all but me. And, but, but that guy looks like four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like, you think we can you know, rehearsal play here? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And even once we started, um, we started doing, like, performing, um, me and James would be like, should we just do a line run? <laughs> well, they carry on their stories, <laughs> chatting amongst themselves. We're just going to go and do a little round, line run. <laughs> so, so really, you guys were running the show? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say, but... Much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And, and the show had like a lot of different kind of uh, lives, didn't it? Because it, it, went, it went on an initial tour, didn't it? And then... Did it have like a se- second life on that, and you performed in Soho? It, it got around, didn't it? I mean, it if, if Bob can do anything, we can fuck a gig home. Keep it going. Keep, keep coming. Yeah. Oh my! I remember um, one of my teachers at drama school said to me, "So what? What's the plan when you graduate? You're still going to be doing Wendy House when you're 50 I was like, "Here's hoping." <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it past us. <laughs> Obviously jealous. Obviously very jealous. Oh yeah, it's all jealousy. All jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> and you then you also went to Spain with it. I never got being that year. I'm somewhere else, but you took it over oh, to Madrid, didn't you? Yeah, we went to Madrid and Valencia. Yeah. Which was so. I mean, I mean, the show is very Glasgow, and it like mm. at, to its core, it's so Glasgow. All of the, a lot of the jokes are, a lot of the terms that are used are very Glasgow. So it was so interesting to me how 
you could possibly um, translate that into Spanish, but they did it, and we still yeah. got laughs, which <laughs> was quite amazing. That first awesome. show in Madrid, I was like, oh my god, what if they just don't laugh? What if they do not get it whatsoever? But they did. Just yeah. like delay, delay to the laughs, but yeah, now that you're working in going game off with you. <laughs> yeah, no one understands me now, so <laughs> it prepared me. <laughs> do, do you have, do you have a, a favorite line or a favorite phrase from the show? Is there is there one that you you find yourself using in in sort of everyday conversation? Have you ever? Oh yeah, I mean, I only ever say disabling now. <laughs> And that was definitely invented in Wendy Hayes. Yeah. Like, I almost forget that that's where it originated, but I only ever, I barely ever say disabled. I have to remind myself if I'm in a kind of, you know, serious context that I have to say disabled and not disably. Um, disably. Um, oh, some of my favourite lines, I mean, I loved Fanny Rattler. That was... Fanny Rattler was a good one, yeah. That was quite... A, that was a great one. Uh, gosh, let me think. I mean, there were so many. Um, the, the, the one that's just bang and running that Jim said was the immortal question, how do you no. want put? <laughs> I mean, how do you know what poked that was that was definitely my favorite i mean every time every the time it got me died. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way he said it as well with such outrage like how how can you not want me to poke you <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, what was the audience response to the show? Like, how did they, yeah, what was your perception of how the audience responded? I, I think for me it was overwhelmingly positive. I mean, it, I was quite taken aback with how much people loved it. Um, and I think for me, with that being my first ever production that I did, it was, it, it was just so lovely. And I think, but also because of what it was about, um, I just didn't think that it would have such the response that it did. I think we were all quite, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe shocked isn't the right word. Maybe I think we all believed in it totally. Yeah. Um, but people still talk about it to me. People still bring it up and say, you do, are you ever gonna do it again? And I was like, well, <laughs> we're like five yeah. years down the line. <laughs> I'm not sure, but. Um, but, yeah. But can you imagine Wendy Hoos 2? Wendy Hoos 2, this is what has now. to happen, people. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I had questions at the end, you know, I, I really did. I was kind of yeah. like, you know, this is maybe massive spoilers alert, so if nobody wants to, you know, hear the, the end, skip, you know, skip two or three minutes forward. But does he get in the taxi? Does he go? <laughs> what do you think? This is a real, like, proper, yeah. like, inside the actor's room question. What did you think, Amy? Do you, th do you think he got in the taxi? I mean, that is one of life's great unanswered questions. Do you get in the taxi? I, uh, <laughs> I remember you in rehearsal. You, Gene, Johnny, were always like, are you getting in the taxi? And come back, or you come away. Me, <laughs> me, Robert, and the guy had romantic. was like, no, it's getting 
they get a cat, they get a dog, they get a mortgage, you know, they get a after. So, yeah. You that was think? always your yeah. your stance on it. That yeah, yeah. They, no, he stays. They get married, have babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for for me, I think he fell as- He falls asleep. Um, because he's like that, and then mm-hmm. but he wakes up and he and he leaves. Like, I don't I don't think there was anything. I, for me, I don't think it carried on into like a relationship or anything. Right. Um, but I mean, I would be up for it if there was going to be a Wendy Hughes too. <laughs> yeah, right. You would. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's a version where the crew character goes, "What was the guy called? Jake. Jake. Jake and Laura. Sorry, I knew Laura was a Jake. Jake and Laura. I imagine them at the king year anniversary, and Jake bought Laura like, a lovely anniversary present. She got a card, and she opens up the card, and it says, do you want to put now? Keep it going forever. <laughs> um, I mean, it definitely could work. It could definitely work. <laughs> one, of, one of my favourite parts in the show is when you learn that Laura is, in fact, a mother. I think that mm-hmm. was, like, super really really powerful because it's not because it's quite late on it's like you know towards the end of the show and again it's kind of what what you were saying earlier about uh you know the character of laura's like yeah like i'm a sexually liberated person who's also you know um a wheelchair user uh, got a disability but also i'm i'm a mother and disabled people can like fulfill those sort of roles and it and it, and it just seemed like such a kind of um almost like a middle finger you know just yeah uh, you know and, and the thing is like i i thought it was really interesting because obviously you just see the baby monitor when she takes the the baby monitor out which is uh, uh right beside the the rabbit you know and it's just um I, yeah mm-hmm. I, I mean i don't want to know what else was in that drawer you know maybe that's <laughs> just, maybe it was just full of cream eggs I, you know i don't know but you got a stash. But yeah, I just I really en- enjoyed how effective that was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can get a flashback because after the vibrator came coming out, there's a packet that we went to get you and I just yeah. remember the looking going, oh my god. Yeah, there's always an audible like, oh, at that point. <laughs> oh, when he wipes his hand. Oh no. No. <laughs> oh god, it was actually gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I totally agree with you with um, the the middle finger because uh, I feel like the whole play was that. Um, even towards the end when we discover that Jake is a police officer and it was just all about that people aren't who you think they are unless you you know dive a little deeper. Um, mm. Um, I think that comes back to the kind of universal relevance of it because I think everyone can, um, can you know, they can relate that to their own lives that, oh, well, you don't know what's going on with people behind closed doors sort of thing. Um, mm. And I think that was definitely a kind of, we're, we're standing up for that that idea that, you have to get to know people and what you see on the outside actually me- means nothing really. Cool. Cool. What's your relationship with what now? 
Um, <laughs> I hate them. I never see any of their shows. Um, <laughs> I av- I avoid them when I see them in the street. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm actually now I'm a board member, aren't I? Um, which makes me feel very very grown up when I say that. Um, it makes me feel like I'm a CEO of some sort of business, yeah. but I'm not. Um, yeah, so I'm on the board. Um, I'm still a huge fan. Um, yeah, and I just like to be i i like the fact that i'm still involved with the company because even though um i've worked for the company as an actor i still very much believe in their ethos and what they're trying to do with theater and you know, you know disability and the arts and and all that sort of thing um so by being on the board it just gives me a bit more of insight into how they do that and um, that you just would never get as an actor just working um, in rehearsals and all that sort of thing it's definitely been an eye-opener I mean there's a lot that goes on behind uh, behind the scenes that it's just uh, yeah there's a lot it's I don't wild. know how you do it <laughs> no no I've sat in a couple of those board meetings as well and like I, I literally feel like I'm, I'm somebody's kid being brought along because they don't have a child mind. Uh, like, all these numbers, all these statistics. Oh. I know, but, I know. I've definitely felt that way as well. <laughs> it, it just reminds you that it's very much a business as well and it wouldn't be where yeah. it is if it, were, if it wasn't that and yeah. it takes you away from... Um, uh, the so one side is obviously the creative side which is what we've been I've been a part of uh, in the past and now it just takes you to the businessy side and um that all of those parts are important in the running of mm. a theater company yeah what what made you want to be a performer um other than the fact that I'm totally an exhibitionist. Yeah, other than that. <laughs> um, well, when I was um, a wee ghetto, my sister, I have a twin sister who's totally oh. able-bodied. Yeah. Um, and we're identical twins. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, and she went to dancing when we were little. Um, and I kind of joined in on that for a short period of time and I realised I just didn't get much out of it. So then my mum suggested that I go to the local drama classes um, and I just loved it right from the beginning. Obviously that stage when you're like seven, you're not, you're just playing games and all that sort of thing. And then mm. I went to another theatre school um, that was a bit more advanced um, and I think the almost competitive nature of it um, <laughs> drew me in like I liked the fact that it was that it was a real thing and it wasn't just this split we're playing around now that people were serious and I wanted to be serious as well and I, I just at that point I just knew that that's what I wanted to do and there was never really anything after that I never had a plan b which probably not <laughs> to my parents um <laughs> they weren't but they, they thought I should have a plan b at some point but I never did no, it's definitely relatable though, isn't it? And like uh, that's sort of similar to how how I got into uh, drama or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I, and it's interesting. I never knew you had a twin. Uh, I've got a twin sister as well, so. Oh no way! So we haven't caught. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's oh, wow. it. 
That's yeah, like USP. Yeah, yeah um, good thing, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, 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 would the, what would the theme of this episode yeah. be if it wasn't that? Yeah, you. <laughs> um, but you know, did you did you feel like you know when you were going to these drama classes and then inevitably when you start doing like youth theatre and stuff like that, you're kind of like, I've got a knack for this. I'm good at this. Um, you know. Did, did you feel you, like sort of liberated in the sense that sort of like well you know my disability doesn't actually come into play with this at all like I, I can just be like a a performer or an artist or whatever like was, how, how did you feel about that or did you just like enjoy the crack and the banter and you just enjoyed doing it um I think definitely part of me just didn't even think of it as a thing and um, I was mm. definitely the only um, person in a wheelchair in the, my drama classes um, but I think because it just it didn't really ever enter my mind that that was something that I wouldn't be able to do because of that and then mm. um, one of our teachers or one of the kind of group leaders um, she kind of sat me down at one point and she said um, you know, there's not really a chance in hell that you'll ever go to drama school. And that was the Ooh. first, yeah. Ooh, uh, <laughs> that wow. was the first point where I was like, oh, what? Wait, okay, so this is the thing because of the wheelchair that that might not happen. Um, and it was so that, harsh. And I mean, I'm 29 now, like I still think about that. That's <laughs> quite, yeah. quite a thing to say to someone who's 12. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is bogging. <laughs> Rank, totally <laughs> rank. Um, and I think the only thing that that really did was make me determined to prove her wrong. Um, mm, yeah. And then obviously I did go to drama school, and but I think the first time when I really thought, oh God, maybe I could actually do this, was I went to college and I did a HND um, in acting before I went to drama school. Um, and our lecturer, one of our lecturers there, Jim, he was so supportive and he really kind of built me up he was definitely uh on team team amy uh, which was very which was lovely um and i do kind of put a lot of where i've gone now down to him and the the effort he put in um so it's oh, nice man. to think that it went from one one teacher who was not supportive to another teacher who was totally supportive and was the start of it all yeah, I mean, it's just I just don't understand the logic of that. Like, why why would you even do that to someone? You know, yeah. regardless of who they are, you know, it'd be like you know, be like me sitting down with my nephew and just going, "Listen, son, you're shite at painting. It's not gonna happen. All right, all right. Just go get a trade or something. Like, it's just, but it's it's interesting what you said because like. You know, you you you're doing that. You went to do your HND, and then you actually you actually train, uh, R um, RCS. And, yeah. And what was that like? You know, because you know you've essentially like RCS and conservatories. That's like kind of seen as creme creme de la creme. You know, of of yeah. training. You know, <laughs> did did you did you send that teacher a letter and be like, oh you? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I did. <laughs> I just made sure that she knew that she knew that I that I was doing okay. Um, <laughs> she certainly knows that I'm doing okay now. <laughs> nice. I wonder. Um, I wonder yeah. if you and Tina can think together. I wonder. I, well, that's, that, yeah, I, I wonder. I don't know. Mm. So that was what like a years ago. So maybe now. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. I do. I I suppose that. She was saying that and the trying to, you know, let me down <laughs> gently. Yeah. Um, I yeah. suppose it wasn't gently, but kind of maybe trying to not uh, help me not get my hopes up. Um, yeah, like but obviously that's not helpful. Yeah. In a weird I, way. Yeah, I'm sure that's what she was doing, but that's not what it did, if you know what I mean. Mm. Gently yeah. crushing your dreams. Yeah, gently just, you know, crushed me <laughs> yeah. like a little fly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, RCS, I, I just love that. I mean, what it was one of the best experiences of my life. It took me five years to get in, uh, five years of auditioning before I, I got a place. Um, so when it takes you five years and you get in, you're you, you're really gonna take you, you're yeah. gonna take it for everything that it that it has. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it, and I I don't think that I would have. Um, I mean, they always say you know work, you get work if you have work. So I do put the fact that I have work down to a lot down to Wendy Hoos because people saw me in that, and mm. um, and that's led to um, a lot of things. But I do think, um, especially being um, a disabled actor, you have to kind of be at the top of your game. And I think uh, having that kind of training really does put you at the top of your game or it does put you kind of ahead of um, of the pack, so to speak. Um, so that's definitely helped. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm so, so glad that I did it. It was, it was worth every second. How do you think things now with casting directors? Like, are they open to you? Or, or do, they, do they get all caught up with the whole disability thing? Like, how, yeah, how can that yeah. go? I think there's definitely, we still have work to do. There's definitely a way to go still, but I definitely see a difference. There's definitely, um, uh, more awareness and there's definitely more uh, that just an openness um mm. rather than that whole idea that you're you've got a casting bracket and you can never go but <laughs> like out of that and um if i if there's a breakdown for a casting that um we can only see those people that doesn't i don't think that happens so much now um mm. there's still a lot of it goes on um and I think a lot of it goes down to kind of time and funding and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I do think there's uh, from even from when I started, I do see a difference um, in people's attitudes. And just when you go to the theatre now and when you put on the TV now, you do see a lot more um, diversity on screen and on the stage. Um, which mom, is, mom, yeah. you. <laughs> 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 Back on again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is me again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's it been like working in Hollywood? Like, what, what is that experience like? 
It's been great. I mean, it's it, it's quite a different thing um, going from the rehearsal room and working on the stage to a soap, which is, I mean, there's no rehearsal time um, because it's bam, bam, bam. Like they're producing five episodes a week or they were before coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's very fast paced um, you have to be very disciplined you have to know your lines you have to know what you're doing um, and I think for me who hadn't done any TV before I got that job it was a learning curve for sure um, and you have to learn quickly uh, and it was quite a, it was kind of scary at first but I, you're you're surrounded by loads of people who have been who've been doing it for years and years and years and um Everyone was everyone's really lovely and is willing to kind of teach you in a way, but in a, in a way that you you don't feel like you're being taught. You just feel like you're part of the company. Mm, um, yeah. it's been it's definitely been. Um, I think that I've I've learned a lot. I I almost feel like Hollyoaks has been my acting for camera or acting for TV drama school. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say that, that they've felt, that if they hadn't worked on TV before, that that was, like, their drama school for that. Great. Mm. And, and how, how long have you been working on Hollyoaks now? Um, so, four years. Wow. Four years and it has flown by. I I honestly I can't believe especially my first year there. I think because I was uh you know, learning so much and it was a, just a bit of a whirlwind that first year. I remember when it came to the one year anniversary I was like, Oh my god, no way has that been a year. That's felt like six weeks. Um and then the years after that have kind of felt like they've slowed slightly but even then like four four years I, I can't believe it's been four years I remember when I started I was like I'm definitely only going to do a year <laughs> yeah I remember that as well <laughs> I remember you going it's not right I'll be, I'll be available for when you who's next year I went yeah right you will <laughs> oh god how's your next house I guess one of the interesting things about being part of a soap is like you're obviously with a character for a really long time and what's that what's that like because you know in most occasions you, you know you you work on a play or a telly program for you know weeks or a month or maybe a couple yeah. months if you're doing a tour or whatever but what what's it like to stick with a character for four years it's it's great i mean i don't think you have any other there's no other Kind of scenario where you would do that like you say if it's a play or if it's a drama um you just get a little snippet of that character and then you move on and you play something else um so i think working on a soap is definitely the only time that you would really do that unless uh, unless you did some sort of i don't know netflix thing that goes for years yeah. and years and years yeah. um or you're daniel day lewis oh you're <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, so that's that's been really nice. Um, I, I definitely think that she's she's developed in the time. And I, when I watch back episodes, or if, if they ever post clips on Instagram of 
earlier episodes I definitely mm. see myself at, I definitely think I've become more Hollyoaks in the time uh, I think you just <laughs> <More> kind of, <laughs> you, you do kind of develop to the style of the piece um, yeah. when I watch back I go oh god you, you really were quite bland back then Amy compared to everyone else and now you've just you, you know you've amped up a bit which I think works uh, yeah. I mean you have to for the piece it works for the piece um, but yeah, and it's funny because in something like Hollyoaks, um, which is drama, drama, drama all the time, um, mm. I've I've definitely done storylines um, in this show that I probably would never have played. I mean, she was an international drugs cartel for a time, um, oh. <laughs> which Why? I what? don't think I would ever have been cast as. I mean, that's quite <laughs> an interesting thing, and I loved all that. That was that was that was really cool. So you definitely can do. Um, the the scale of what you can do um and mm. the in the character is definitely wider um on a soap than on a on a, any other kind of drama. Mm. What what's your what's your character um called? Who is your character? What's a, a brief a brief summary? I mean, because I gotta say, I, I told my auntie that I was talking to you and she was proper stoked. She was <laughs> like, she's like, "Where's it coming out?" Uh, like... Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, so she's called <laughs> Courtney Campbell. Um, she came on the show because her cousin Lockie was missing. Turned out her other cousin Cameron killed him, um, as well as five other people. He was like a Man. crazy serial killer. Um, and she's had a lot of ups and downs, definitely more downs than ups. Uh, she had a baby, um, she had a baby two years ago on Christmas Day, and then she married the baby's uncle. Uh, and then he dies six hours later. <laughs> what the, 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 the baby's uncle did? No, the baby's. Oh yeah, the baby's uncle, who at that point was kind of like the dad. <laughs> it's quite. Oh, it's it's hard to put into to a few sentences. Yeah. So basically, I had a baby <laughs> with a guy called Liam. Then he disappeared. Uh, then I smuggled some drugs for him. Then I fell right. in love with his brother Jesse. Oh. Had, and he kind of became my baby's dad. And then we got married six daddy. hours later, Jesse died. So now I'm a widow. Oh, Matt, I really hope you've got like a good r and R scheme when you like finish work. Because <laughs> that, that is heavy. Like, I mean, like, king. <laughs> it's very, it's very intense. Yeah. You know, I'd be worried I'd get mixed up. You know, I'd wake up and be like, <laughs> what, you know, what life am I in? Who am I? What's happening? Who's dead? Who's alive? My big confession is that I only ever seen the last like, two minutes of every whole because I turned over to watch Time for You, of course. Oh, you know that I am. And I would see the last two minutes and think, what place did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the last two minutes is the yeah. <laughs> absolute crescendo of the show, and yeah. you're like, "What has happened? How has this got to this yeah. point?" Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Now, well, I think that's me Thank you very much. Have you got like? Have you got any sort of final words of wisdom or anything that you would say? Like, what what got you to be okay? What, what made you this? What got me to what, sorry? To who you are today. Um. Apart from a main talent, of course. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm gonna write that down like as one of the five nice yeah, things yeah. you've ever said. Robert said, <laughs> put on your spotlight. Four and a half. Um, I think I, I, I think a part of it is definitely knowing who to listen to and who not to listen to. Um, and you have to, you have to believe in what you're doing. You have to enjoy what you're doing and. I think you have to just be determined. I mean, five years of auditioning for drama schools, that's quite yeah, long. You don't yeah. hear that yeah, very yeah. often. You're quite stubborn, aren't you? <laughs> I think stubbornness, uh, determination, you've got to have it all. Because, it, I mean, it's it, it's tough. It is a tricky business. And um, I think especially now, we don't know where we're going to go from here. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think you just have to, you know, believe in yourself and, and listen to the people who are your fans nah. <laughs> who are there for who are there for you and not the people who are kind of you know not there for you great amy thank you very much thank you so much thank you a veritable riot <laughs> thank bad. you but <laughs> well, i'm just not recording now And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed um, that steamy, saucy conversation with Amy Conakin. Uh, we certainly had a lot of fun and it was really good to talk to her. Honestly, um, rehearsals for Wendy were some of the muckiest rehearsals I've ever been in. Um, yeah, fun memories for me. So yeah. <laughs> hope, hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that. And of course, like you can always catch Amy on Hollyoaks, as we said. And also, she um, was part of the uh, was it the scenes for survival? Uh, yeah, she did. And uh, yes. I saw I saw called Scarlet Woman. I think she did with um, Gaga Stevenson years ago. Then came back as part of scenes for survival. So that's on. BBC iPlayer at the moment so have a look at that check it out and of yes. course if you want more more content delicious content from Bop Theatre you can catch us on all the kind of normal usual uh, social media platforms Instagram Twitter Facebook also have a website um, what, what, what's the website address yet? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to say uh, com or .org? Cool.uk Oh, what, really? I knew you could muck ah, that up. Ah, shit, man. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not on your payroll the whole time, so you can't, you can't yeah, expect me to know that. Ah, you. Yeah, I have it on a board for you. Who, who, who actually like types in an email address over www. Surely you just you Google it or you Bing it because yeah. you know we're not we're not yeah. succumbing to one search engine. You do have options. <laughs> so yeah, gang up with them, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. With Bob Seeker, Bob Sampagan Seeker, keeping cats. We hope that we can come back at some point with some more podcasts. We don't know when that'll be, but yeah, keep in touch and let us know what you'd like to hear. 
And thank you very much for listening. Recommend this podcast to your friends and family, colleagues, and anyone else who listens to you. And yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. Talk to you soon. Yeah, done.